Hello, and welcome to the Movie Quest podcast, a podcast where three friends usually watch a film together, well, not together, apart, because of lockdown, um, and we analyze it, talk about it, and rate it against other films that we've watched this season. This season, we've been watching our listeners' requests. So far, we've watched Blown Away, we've watched About Time, and we've watched Little Lily. This episode, we will be talking about E.T. Before we get to that, let me introduce my co-hosts, Johnny and Anthony. Hello. How are you boys? You boys all right? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good. Johnny was just telling us about all the mice he's been killing. I feel like we talk <laughs> about mice a lot on this part. I don't know why. I feel like it comes up. Yeah, it, Johnny's garage is infested. I don't know why they just seem to like coming into my garage. It's because of all yeah, the free cheese food that you're hoarding there. all the time. They ate all my fish bait. They ate my pellets. They ate my, they ate my net. They ate my tackle. They ate the box that right. it was all in. There's nothing stopping them. Are, are you sure these are mice and not rats? Pretty sure they're mice. And next door is a pest yeah. control person. But I've just seemed to be played with loads of different things. I've got a beehive in my compost bin. And I've, I also I walked into the garden mm. and there was a full-size magpie just dead in the middle of the lawn. It's like, oh, like no. 30 centimetres long, just like with its little kind of feet in the air just like gosh what's going on so you say you've got you've got some sort of uh hex on your house i don't know maybe maybe i should take up taxidermy or something like that oh yeah you could you could your garage could be like an amazing museum to all these dead mice oh uh pro tip for our listeners out there if you want to watch a good documentary about vermin rats is really Mm. good great documentary it was on netflix a while ago i don't know if it's on there now i think it's made by the same guy who did um, the McDonald's one. Morgan Spurlock. Uh, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't eat a lot of rats in this documentary. It's just all about how different cultures perceive rats and how they deal with them differently. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's like yeah. in India, yeah. they've got like a temple where, like, they feed the rats milk and stuff, and they're like treat them as like gods. Ugh. And then they go to like some other countries <laughs> and they have like clubs of like people who. I think it was in New York, I think, where they have like clubs yeah, of people t- yeah. who like go around to. Oh yeah, out. I've seen that. I've yeah. Seen that. yeah, okay. I, knew, I think I knew that actually. It's really like Morgan Spurlock, such a wit. Like the stuff that he's done, he's done the One Direction documentary. He's did. He's done Super Size Me, and he's done the Rats thing. It's just like such a bizarre back catalogue of of films that he's done. Maybe he had a rat infestation in his garage, and he's like, right, <laughs> but that One Direction documentary is so good. I. Like really recommend it if if anyone I don't particularly like One Direction, but it's just a really good band film. Speaking speaking anyway. of films, <laughs> uh, we've had some some listener feedback. Ladies, gentlemen, and Aaron, welcome to the classiest segment there has ever been on the Movie Quest podcast. The 2018 rom com Little Italy got a lot of smack on the last episode, so I decided someone needed to play the devil's advocate. One, yes, the film is so cheesy you could get heartburn. But do you really want a rom-com that isn't cheesy? Two, yes, it's no Return of the Jedi, but we can all say it was better than The Last Jedi. Three, not every film ever has to be good to be enjoyable. Four, Kim's Gonfinience is great and you should watch it. So the next film is about time. I think it's about time that you all realise the film stars Aaron. And DM me, you might get a pizza out of it. Also, call back to the Rise of Skywalker episode. There was two troop carriers on screen when Chewie is getting captured. Slightly off topic, but Johnny is a sweet angel who stays quiet for most of the episode, then pops up like a sniper with the best jokes. That's me signing off from the Simbin. Stay classy. 
Oh, that's, that, that was, was actually a nice, nice message. message. I mean, Thanks, considering the abuse that we put him through um, on here. No, the abuse he put us through, mate. Come on, think. Remember, I can. I can say that genuinely, like he thought it was really funny, and I knew that. I knew that we could double dine <laughs> and uh, and like wind him up because he's that kind of guy. Um, so I knew that he would find oh, it really well, funny. But Johnny, I didn't know that you were a sniper. Uh, neither did I. If um, any of our listeners want to give us some feedback, they can email us at podcast at com, or simpler still, just follow us on Instagram at themoviequest and send us a little DM and we'll read it out. Or you could just, you know, send a voicemail like, um, like Lewis has. I don't know. We're always welcome. We always love feedback and we're always happy to read it out, bad or good. So if you've got anything to say. So, guys, have you guys been watching anything? Yes. <laughs> I'll, uh, absolutely. I, I, the thing is, I set myself up for that. I always do. Like, you ask a question, and one of you is just going to give me just the answer. Johnny, what have you been watching? Okay, so I've started Modern Family. Ooh. I'm almost at the end of Jeff Goldblum. Um, I just watched the episode on makeup, which wasn't as good as any of the others. I'm at season three of Breaking Bad. Wait, have you watching Breaking Bad? Yeah. Wait, again. is Sarah She's watching it at the same First time. time. Through. First right. time round, second time for me. Cool, so yeah. good. But the film that I've watched, which I'm going to speak about, is uh, Steve Jobs. Ah, oh, nice. Which I've one? seen. There's a few which one? That came is, there, out. is there more than one? Yeah, oh, I, think gosh. There, I think there's a couple I... that came out around the same time. There was the one. It's the one with Michael Fassbender. Okay, because yeah, there was one with Ashton Kutcher that came out. No, I've not seen him. I've what? not seen him in Steve Jobs. Does he play Steve Jobs? He does, yes. It's on Netflix, and I thought, I don't know much about Steve Jobs. I'm going to watch this film and learn a bit about Steve Jobs. And basically, it's a film split into three sections, and like each part of the film is set kind of on the uh, day of when he's doing one of his big releases. So the first section is about releasing uh, one of the first Macintoshes, the second section is about releasing the next PC, and then the third section is about him releasing the iMac uh, in the early noughties. And it follows his relationship with all the people around him, like all the developers, people who were doing the work for him at the various companies, and his relationship with his daughter and his partner, ex-partner mm. of sorts. It's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's... It's not like an action film. It's just like a drama, but it's really quick paced, really dialogue led. Like Steve Jobs, he doesn't seem like a particularly nice no, person. I don't think really. he was, supposedly. But you can kind of see how he makes people do the things that he wants to get done yeah. and why he ended up being quite a wealthy chap. Because uh, he's just like ruthless. He, just he like... also just like expects more than everyone thinks they can do. And because and he, and he just demands it. So they bend over backwards to make it work, which makes good products and good design. But obviously, uh, just yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, there's a there's a bit in the first section where they're getting the Macintosh to say, I think it's hello or hello world, and it was like hours before the the press conference, and it wasn't working. It wasn't saying hello. Uh, world and he was like saying if you to the developer who like said saying to the developer who 
was in charge of that section. He was saying, if you don't fix this now, I'm going to tell everyone in the whole auditorium that you're responsible for that not working. And he's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, ah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, give it a watch. It's two hours, released in 2015. It's got Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet as his, uh, as Steve Jobs' PA, I guess. Uh, Seth Rogen's in it a little bit. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good film. I'd give mm. it a go. Yeah, I mean... I've never seen it. I'm I'm not that into Steve Jobs. I'm not into Steve Jobs. It's just interesting but to find like, out about it. Yeah. But I think it's, what, what's interesting is I have recently watched um, a mini documentary on uh, Alex Ferguson. And, you know, he was pretty ruthless and he was very successful. And I, I imagine um, with a lot of very successful people, they're probably pretty ruthless people. Yeah. I think, I think as well, like, a lot of these like really successful people are quite lonely because like they Alex wasn't lonely I, f- I feel like he like they pressure people yeah. into doing so much like their own the this the friendship between them is really just on surface level because of like having to work off each other I don't feel like there's yeah. like true friendship like an actual likability of that person's character but I'm, I imagine like a common trait of those kind of people is their ability to take Obviously, gifted people and 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 excel them, but also um, is their ability to take people that are average and you know instead of being like a five out of ten, they are a seven or eight because they're under that person's leadership or stewardship. You know, like I just think it's it's quite interesting. But I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I find yeah. I I feel the uh, same I'll, way about like sports documentaries though. Like I'm just like not interested in sport yeah. or like the what's the racing is it senna oh senna yeah because that's a really good documentary like it's a really good documentary um I, I, everyone like raves I, I about it. it and i, I, I just it, yeah. like yeah, yeah i, I kind of get like uh, yeah. why people would like it but i'm just not not bothered in that kind of sp- i mean i like rock climbing but like any other sport i'm not particularly yeah bothered about i guess it's just whatever floats your boat I, you know, I totally agree, though. Like, I think, you know, whereas other sort of... I think it's... not. I'm not saying necessarily that you shouldn't watch documentaries that you might not be into or areas that you might not be into because you'd always be... You're always going to be surprised. But, like, I think, um, you know, a documentary is for me personally. If I'm really not interested in the subject, it's going to be difficult for me to sit down and watch it, you know? Like so, Steve Jobs is just something that like, I oh, I have an iPhone, I have a Mac and stuff like that, but I don't. It's not a documentary, though, is it? I. No. Oh, sorry, it isn't a documentary. It's a. It, a it's kind of like a doc- sort of thing. Yeah, I'd say if you like Halt and Catch Fire, and I know I've not mentioned that in probably about fifteen <laughs> episodes, uh, but you I'm should you. Um, you should watch this because I th- I feel like they'd go quite well together. I do I do like Halt, Halt and Catch Fire, and yes. What have you been um, watching? Okay, so you know we talked last week about the TV show that's on Netflix. It's just come out. I think they're on the fourth episode now. When we're time of recording, uh, Snowpiercer. So I watched the latest episode, and then I was like, "Oh, that was good." I've been, mi- and I was like, "Hmm, kind of wanna, kind of wanna watch the film because you know you guys keep going oh, about how yes. it's better and stuff." So I watched the film of Snowpiercer on Monday night. Yeah, and it is. A very good film. Um, oh, good. It's, it's very good, obvious. Good. The you can definitely see like 
Bong Joon-ho's fingerprints all over it. So he's this guy who made Parasite. That these are the only two films I've seen of his, but it definitely feels like a, a definitely one of his films. So it stars Chris Evans, you know, Captain America, uh, as the main sort of uh, our main hero. Then we've got a guy called Kang Ho Song who plays like a he's like basically a engineer who's who helped build a lot of the doors and stuff in the in the train. So like he comes along and basically the story is about. Uh, but it's different. It's different. It's the same as the TV show we talked about last time. Different, t- different classes of people. It's it's a post-apocalyptic world with a train that's constantly going round, and it's it's super uh, cold outside, and to keep to keep warm, they've got this 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 eternal engine of the of the train that can keep going and going. Anyway, so uh, it's and it's the story of the the third tier. They're called the Tailies, trying to break out of their basically a prison of like slave labor that they have to do basically and they're stuck there and they're trying to break out and go liberate themselves and get through to the the, the, the engine of the train so it stars yeah chris evans uh kang ho song ed harris john hurt he's a big he's a big character in it tilda swinton it's mm. plays is ama- amazing uh almost like dolly sunbridge from harry potter she has this sort of like these massive glasses and she plays this sort of yeah. fairly evil like spokesperson for the upper class, and she's like got this really amazing like I want to say it's like a Yorkshire accent or like a I don't know like a sounds almost like Leeds or something. It's very it's Northern accent at least. It's really good. Anyway, so yeah, the the film is fun. Um, it's like it's like two hours long, I think. If that, yeah, two just about two hours. It's really weird, very odd film. Like the vision. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot weirder than the TV show. Just some, it felt more like a, it felt like I was watching something from the guy who did like Fifth Element or something. It's just got a sort of a weird sort of feel to it, or like a Terry, um, is it Terry Gilligan, one sort of one of his films, just like really out there. Some of the characters are so interested and like you know different than what you normally see. It definitely doesn't feel. It feels like more of a comic book sort of world, and it, it does like a real world. Whereas the TV show is going for a lot more of a real world. They're trying to make it feel more like a real, like actual reality. You mentioned last week, Aaron, there's, there's a couple of sections that were really good. I think because mm-hmm. you told me they were good, I sort of brought them up in my head a bit more. So I expected it more. It was, it, was, oh. it was interesting. It was good, but it was like, it wasn't like, yeah, it's cool. specifically a section in the dark, which I was like, yeah, that's cool, but not like, I don't know, it didn't blow me away. The the the, the explore, the, the different, classes of the, of the train as you're going more and more forward you're sort of seeing all these different areas of the train which is really interesting but i think i prefer the tv show in that way i think i prefer the tv show's more realistic world um but from the t- from the film i think overall the story doesn't make any sense really it's a bit no, bizarre and not. weird but it's like a really cool experiment but sort of the premise yeah, is yeah, mental yeah, anyway, that like yeah. the whole earth is frozen and the end and doesn't make any sense really. Warm. And it's sort of just, I think just watching it for the characters and the set pieces and stuff is, you know, it's worth watching. And I think like obviously the TV show, they've tried to take the essence of that and then make it fit into a bit more of a believable, like sort of slower story, which I agree. Like overall, like it's not as an impactful and. It's not as good, generally. I don't think the TV show lives up to the film, but I like that world so much that I'm enjoying watching the TV show, so I think that's that's the difference. 
Do you not think it had like a Midsummer Murders moment? Well, yeah, like of course. The, the last episode TV show was, was like, about and I know. a detective trying to figure out who the murderer is. I mean, that's so far. But then, but then they've sort of figured it out. So now I'm like, hmm, what's going to happen? I know. I really hope that it's not like another crime happens. And then like he's just like, we just basically live out like the policeman. I don't really get where it's going to go with it. But, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it will change because obviously there was a twist at the end and it was It's pretty cool. It's a good twist. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. You, yeah, it's pretty, pretty big. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, to do with drawers. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, yeah. Um, I have been watching. I watched two films. One film that I mentioned a long time ago saying that I would watch it eventually. And then the second one, I think I probably mentioned it a while ago. It came out at the same time. Uh, it's like Knives Out. There's this whole, I think it was just before Christmas. There's a whole bunch of films that were all like, like Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Queen and Slim, and all these other different types of films that I was just like, I want to see them all. Oscar films. Shit. Yes, Lighthouse. They're all just, just all at the same time. So I couldn't couldn't see them all. I, I, so I, missed, out, I missed on Knives Out and I missed out on Queen and Slim. But I have now seen Queen and Slim, and it is really good. Basically, Queen's Slim, it features a, a a couple's first date, takes an unexpected turn when a police officer pulls them over. So basically, the couple is, both of them are black. The police officer is a white police officer, and obviously, when a black person gets stopped by um, a police officer, just due to the system, just to, just everything, um, essentially, it is a much different experience to, say, one of us three. Um, and what ends up happening, this isn't a spoiler, because it happens right at the start, and it's in the trailers. Um, one of the characters, Slim, ends up shooting the police officer whilst defending himself. Um, and then they basically take someone this roller coaster ride of how they're trying to escape from the police, and how they sort of become a beacon of hope for the black community as they sort of rose up and and stood against the system that's failing them. And essentially, it's just sick. It's a really, really good film. Um, it stars Daniel. Kaluya, the guy from Get Out, the main guy, and Jodie Turner Smith. She's in a Netflix program that Mm -hmm. I've seen that I can't remember the name of. Um, they are awesome. They are such good actors. Uh, they're great actors and actresses. Um, and it's shot really well. The soundtrack's really good. It does this really cool thing with like audio where they. They play out a scene and then you hear the two characters talking to each other, but they're not actually talking on screen and then it sort of catches up mm. with them. Um, and it's just really cool. It's just a really good film and I recommend it to anyone. You, basically go, on the, um, you go on the run, basically, across the, across America. Yeah, they go on the run, yeah. Sort of like helped by different mm-hmm. parts. Yeah, okay. I think, I think mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer for this. It, it did pique my interest. And it's got a cool kind of... From what I can tell, it seems like it's got quite a cool, interesting visual. Yeah, have you guys seen Moonlight? No, I haven't seen that one. No, it's very like kind of moonlighty in the sense that like the the um, the tone and the um, the light, the general light mm. and the general shots of the film are very similar to that. Um, and like, there's a lot of like long shots of just sort of them traveling in like a really nice, beautiful looking car. Um, it was sort, of, I guess, kind of inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but you know, I, I, I wanted to watch it mm. previously, but I just think it's quite relevant for what's yeah, happening in yeah. the world right now. Where did and, you watch and, it? And, and and like I, uh, online, it's really like you see these two characters who are obviously they're like they're on a, their first date and they don't know anything about each other, 
And as obviously they've been put into this like really complicated situation, like they sort of fall in love with each other and and they sort of learn to love each other for their imperfections. And I just think they're really cool people. And they just it's just oh man, it was a cool, cool film. The second film I've watched is Waves. I finally saw it. Finally watched Waves. It is also pretty great. Uh Waves is a film. Uh, the story is Wait, it's a, film. a journey of a suburban family. Yes, it's a uh, film. I thought, I thought we it might, I thought watch it might films have been in like this a podcast. Painting or something. Oh, it could have been. Um Traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. So basically the film sort of focuses quite heavily on one character all the way through, then something happens to that character that changes the whole dynamic of the family. And so this film split into two. So you've you've got this one character, it goes pretty hard on like just their life, and then the second bit is the aftermath of it all. And it just deals with the family's sort of the fallout of that and how they sort of split apart and come back together again. Um it's directed by Trey Edward Schultz. And he has taken a lot of things from his personal life and actually physically put them into the film, like actual things that happened to him. Um, you know, it's, it, the family are a black family and it covers like sort of like race and like the expectations of, of you know, what it's like to be black in this world. How like the father has like a moment in it where he says, you know, in this world, you have to be, you, you need to be better than better. You need to be like, the best that they can be if you want to make it in this life and you know it's just talking about like how again like the system's broken like you know expectations for other people might be something a lot smaller than than what it is for you and just know that you're just gonna have to work 10 times as hard and you see the that sort of pressure building up in this young teenager and how he sort of deals with that it's it's cool the film is shot really well again has an amazing soundtrack um but the last one i didn't really mention any songs but this one has um a lot of songs from frank ocean thank you see if heather wasn't here i would have been screwed so frank ocean features quite heavily in the soundtrack um it has a really really good radiohead song right at the end the the the, the whole film is made of just like vivid different types of color and it almost i feel like it's sort of themed in different sections by color and each character has their own like sort of color that defines them. It's so it's so good. I mean, it's a pretty heavy film. I mean, I, Heather and I chose to watch it on my birthday, which was, was pretty heavy for your for your birthday. But I really really enjoy it. I couldn't recommend a film more than Waves. Like I thoroughly thoroughly okay. thoroughly so enjoyed it. So I'm gonna ask it. you then, which one would you which one would you recommend out of the two you just said, Waves or, um, Slim and what is it, Queen? I think I think I've. I think they're quite different. But like, it sounds like to me Waves is the one that you were you really pumped about. I yeah, I think Waves would be my choice. I love there's a oh man, there's a thing that they do with the camera that's like say you're in a car, right? And the camera's constantly spinning around all the characters in the car as they're having this like moment. And they do they just like double down on that and like I just what think oh, it's so good. Especially when you've got like a, a, a pumping soundtrack, like something that's like really you're going I for it. In I think it was, um, yeah, I think it's Children of Men. This was back in the day when the cameras had to be massive as well, but I'm assuming they still have to be pretty big for this, these ones. But you know the scene in Children of Men where they're driving through the forests and they get attacked by yeah. all the, um, I guess, people who are like, who are out and living in the forest and trying to rob people. And um, 
the yeah. camera's panning around. And to get yeah, and to be able yeah, to good, do it, I'm pretty sure they got like I'm pretty sure this is my this is my this is a while ago since I watched this, but I'm pretty sure the the cameraman was like hiding like as like as part of the the the, the car or something, and they had, they had to like every time they moved <laughs> the camera so around, they had, like, the back seat the seats <laughs> had to go down, and everyone had to lie back, and, and it was like yeah, this whole like choreographed thing they could do to get make sure they got all these like these amazing shots, um, but yeah, I, I wonder if. Technology is caught up now where they can probably can have a camera that that would you know would fit in a certain space or whatever. But yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. Both of them are so so good, and like um, the actors and actresses again, uh, Taylor Russell, Calvin Harris Jr., Alexis Demi. Oh, I don't know where the dad is. I can't see him on here. Sterling K. Brown. Like they are, they just they're so good. Is it anything? To, is it anything to do with surfing? No. <laughs> They do spend some time in water. Sorry, uh, yeah, just so they do I, spend some time. I was in just water. looking at images of the film, and there's some surface, but sorry. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, they spend some time in the water. It's time for us to phone home Ooh, yeah, maybe not. and talk about E.T.'s home <laughs> oh, gosh. in E.T.'s oh, film. Aaron. Okay. Maybe you should be the one who takes a step back. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> I should. Uh, I tell you, like, Ouch. I think I could be right now. Been back at work two days and I'm ready to, ready to pack it in. So, if people haven't seen E.T., where have you been? Um, E.T. is a film about a troubled child, a middle child, and he summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. It's like made in like 1982. It's a Steven Spielberg film. Stars lots of famous people now. There's only one um, I could probably tell you who I recognize. Drew Barrymore, who, she's, the, she's the only one. I I recognize the faces of a few of them, but like she's the one who like oh yeah she's a household name to me. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I've just looked at that list and I'm like yeah, I mean I know some of them, yes. but I don't Henry know Henry Thomas. I don't know who he is. He's apparently he's, plays Elliot. He's yeah, he's the main one. I I think he's done mostly TV since since the film. Mm. Well, can we just I mean like can we just mention? So this was Johnny's mum's choice suggestion. Yes. Uh, do we just want to give any more fee- any more context to the choice, just you know, in case people missed last week? Uh, I'll uh, I'll read out the uh, the note that she sent. So E.T. So this is what my mum said um, about the film. So my favorite film is a Steven Spielberg film released in 1982. It's a timeless family film, although my family refused to watch it with me. It's heartwarming and emotional. It's the only film I've watched many times over. When I can find the video that's been hidden from me. It has many fond memories and I love the main character in the film who is an alien. If you have not guessed the title of the film, please ask Johnny. It's E.T. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy the podcast and I've been an avid listener from the beginning. I always e- eagerly await the next episode to keep up the good work. Well, you could have left that out, that bit out there, Johnny. No, sorry. No, I don't, need, I don't need praise two times in a row, do we? But I mean, oh. I mean, we'll, we'll listen. We'll, there was a we'll little thumb up it. at the end. We'll oh, nice thumbs. Okay, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love a good yeah. thumbs up. Um, so 
I have so many questions. You know, let's just let's just get into those questions now because it's that's on topic, isn't it? Why did you hide it? Where? Where the fun places that you hid the the DVD or VHS or whatever? I think, I think it was hidden on a bookshelf behind a load of books. <laughs> so that's a pretty good hiding place. Um, there was no one reads. There was a a bookshelf um, in the family home um, mm. when I was a kid, and it had like encyclopedias and copies of I think like Captain Cook and various other books that are so like big you just wouldn't ever bother to look at them and I think it was hidden behind there for a number of years a y- years yeah years yeah so like this was like a wait is it, st- like is you it really still there didn't now want your mum to see this uh I'm not sure the whereabouts I've not been to the family home for a few months at oh, least yeah, and yes. the whereabouts of we don't we don't keep a tally of where it currently is. I don't even know if it's still in the house. Um, but so, if right, so ye- like years. So are we saying that the reason you hid this is because like, if your mom had access to it, your mom would just watch it like nonstop. <laughs> it would just always. No, be no, on. no, no. It, no, I mean that w- that would be disastrous. I think the main reason why we hid it was because because the film can get so emotional to a point that it makes you physically sick, that is the point where it has to be banned. I can't... I've never known... I can't I've, say I've ever felt sick whilst watching I've never, TV, I've but... never known a film uh, cause that violent of a reaction from somebody, uh, but to actually make somebody be sick wow. because of the true emotion that's flourishing throughout the film. Um, Wait, what? what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. What points, like, because now I've seen it, I, I, it's very vivid. I mean, I've seen it before, but it's very vivid in my brain. Wait, a whip. Po- I think the bit where it really kind of. Totally. I think it's when E.T. is being taken away by the scientists, and it all gets really yeah, sad, yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, they're experimenting on him. It's like leave him alone. Yeah. I think any family that's met an alien and then has to give the alien up because the alien needs to go home. I think it is just a traumatic experience for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so right back. Let's get. We'll center. Well, let's center. Center this conversation. When was the first time, or if you remember it, when was the first time that you saw E.T.? I mean, none of us are going to... I don't remember it. Oh, I don't remember. It was It was probably, years yeah, ago. It was probably just childhood, watching it on VHS <laughs> at some point, and just... I was like six. Actually, you know what? It probably, I don't know if it was on VHS or if it was just... It was one of those films that was always on TV, like on a Saturday night or something, like just, you know, you just you just catch like half, you're halfway through it, and then you sit down and go, oh, I'm going to watch the rest of this. I don't think mm. I was saying this to Mel. I don't think I've ever watched this film from the start. I think I've always walked in and watched it part way through. Because right at the start, <laughs> the opening bit where they land and you can see inside the spaceship, I had no memory of that at all. And like, there's a bit very, very bit at the start where it cuts into the inside of the spaceship. You got these weird, like, mushroomy things, and then there's like a sort of tree face that sort of, sort of makes a noise and opens its mouth or whatever. I don't remember any of that. That was just completely like, just not in my in my memory banks at all. So, yeah, I want to say it's one of those films that caught on TV halfway through. Like I see, I was the opposite. Like I remember the start. I especially remember the chase scene through the 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 woods. But like, what I don't remember is like the end bit of the film. Like, 
uh, or maybe like the middle of it. You know, like the the NASA dude sort of burst in and oh, like yeah, they yeah. kind of like I'd take out the place. I don't remember any of that. I was like, wait, what? I didn't know this happened. NASA. That point the it always guys. feels like a dream sequence, doesn't it? Because he's just so odd seeing a, a, a NASA sp- astronaut to the. It's a bit. It's a bit odd actually. Yeah. It's like I feel like that might be like they wanted to shoot use something in a trailer or something. So they thought we'll put this really cool because the rest like of the time NASA. they're just wearing like. They're just wearing overalls and stuff. It's like fire, but for some yeah. reason, they had to get NASA gear to go walk into this into this house. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Johnny, because it was a, a household. ET was a household name in your house. It was it. It was only really watched in my presence once because I never wanted to watch it again. Um, because your mum was violently sick. Yeah, <laughs> it scared him. Yeah, and it's and that's why it was hidden. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, seriously, I'm I'm joke I'm totally joking. Like I I absolutely understand why your mum was to his childhood watching this. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I, I joke. You go and watch a film, and then you don't expect it to get oh. to that to that point, and it's just like I mean, oh, I it's to, not not very enjoyable that would anymore. Be, <laughs> that would be traumatizing. Just like watching your mum like being really distraught over a film. I, I imagine, yeah, that would get really upsetting as a as a kid. But as you got older, did it become like the joke? Did you start being like, "Well, let's put it to you on"? So no, no, it's just like, really like I think, like on occasion, Mum like found found the video and watched it by itself. Oh, um, <laughs> that's cute. I think that's really cute. They'll never know. I think <laughs> put it back. There was one time oh. where like everyone was out and Dad came home and found Mum had just watched it and she's just in a state, and she's like, "What's?" What's what's gone on? He's like, I've just watched ET. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've I've never known anyone to have such a reaction to to a film before in in this this kind of manner. Well, you know, I just want to say, and um, Johnny's mum, ET didn't make me violently sick, but I watched a film called Bloody Sunday, and I cried for forty five minutes straight. I'm pretty sure, like, I was not unconsolable, but, and I did it alone, and I was thinking, like, if anyone sees me, this is going to be a weird moment, as I'm like, why are you crying? Uh, I've watched the film. Like, it was afterwards, like, I was like, (laughs) James Nesbitt, no. Like, I was really, like, afterwards, like, you and you're like, (laughs) After you cry and you like you're breathing and you still can't breathe properly because you're just like, a bit that like Tom emotionally. Hanks in the end of Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah, going through a traumatic experience. Is that is that your blood? No. Are those your tears? <laughs> yes. Are you feeling okay? Uh, <laughs> no, I've just watched the film. Um, so how did you guys find the Nye as as? Has grown. Well, which which, episode, which sorry, which version did you watch? Because obviously there's two versions. There? There's the version that originally came out, and then he went back oh. and like re CGI'd bits of it and like made him a little CGI creature and tweaked some of the scenes so that they weren't as like. like I think he got removed some guns from the FBI agents and stuff like that. Did, which version did you guys watch? I didn't see any guns. Yeah, I think I watched I saw, that one. I saw no guns. So it was a CGI version of ET. No, he was. He was. He was. No, he wasn't CGI. Was definitely, definitely not. Just bits of CGI, not all CGI. Yeah. So, so I watched the original one, which is, is all puppetry. I thought it held up really well. I was actually surprised. Like, 
that I didn't think the, the animatronic stuff worked really well. Um, in terms of like, talking about just like what I think of it now, um, from visual standpoint, I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, like I had no issues with it. Um, I guess it's a bit. I thought, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was great. Like, I mean, I, like it's one of those things where because the story is fairly simple, isn't it? So it's like you don't have to f- sort of try and think too much into it, really. You're just sort of watching the characters on screen and just how they're reacting to E.T. and stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I, I was really, really engrossed with it. It kept me the whole, whole way through. I knew what was going to happen, but I still, you know, it's one of those great films where even though you know what's going to happen, you can still just get really invested in it and really enjoy, yeah. enjoy watching it, yeah. It does have that, like, kind of feeling of, like, I could watch this a million times and still be mm. emotionally attached to these these characters um it, it's it's weird because obviously it is an old film but it is kind of timeless it doesn't in feel that, that way old, though. yeah it does it look that old well heather thought it was like the 90s when it came out and when i said it was like 1982 um, yeah if you think about 82 that, like that's yeah, like old. i don't know maybe it's just that's it old. was just really so ahead of its time but it didn't feel old it felt like yeah like a sort of maybe like an early 90s sort of john williams classic like a, you know because considering he made he made Jurassic park like i don't know like 15 years later or whatever it was 12 years later it, it felt like it could have sat side by side with arachnophobia oh no this is such a better film arachnophobia oh no no Johnny. no no just like oh, time wise yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh, i agree right, yeah. okay because it, if it, yeah because one deserves to be in a pit of fire and the one that i mean the thing with it as well it's, it's sort of timeless because it doesn't really if you it doesn't it focuses just purely on pretty much the house the woods and then mm-hmm. Halloween, and that's about it. It's like there's not yeah, really. It's so it true. Yeah. It's so simple yeah. and it's so focused in what it does. It keeps it so small. It doesn't go any bigger, so it, it doesn't feel that out. It doesn't feel like it feels pretty timeless to me. It just feels like a sort of a classic American sort of style home and yeah, know, feel that. There is a like. There's a reason why it is like a classic, and it's a re- there's a reason why it's loved by so many people, and it's just because of how good mm. it is as a film and how well it works. Like, I wouldn't say, you know, there's a lot of movies that exist where maybe the acting performances could be argued could be better, or maybe the story's better. But I just think everything sort of working together in this film works really well, and the set pieces and, and it's mostly just. E.T. as a character is so good. And also, like, you kind of... I mean, me personally, I was like, I kind of just fell in love with him straight away. I was like, he is the coolest little dude. Um, and you just want to kind of take care of him and you hope that nothing bad ever happens to him. It's weird. That's just me personally. But I want him to die. Did you? <laughs> Yeah. See what, see what scientific discoveries that they could yeah. that See what that thing is made of. Yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I I really like the scene um, where they're in the back garden and it's dark and uh, that like the kids like oh there's something in the shed and yeah. it's all like there's like a slight fog coming in out of like the yeah. field behind it and it, yeah. it reminds me of the cover art that you did for Wales. With that kind of purpley oh, yeah. kind of glow and the and the lights and the haze and everything else mm. like that, um, I feel like it could have uh, 
easily been the same it was house. A, it was amazing that, that night me and John went and so we me and John took the photos and edited them for the album artwork for Aaron and, and Johnny's band and well, yeah, our friends uh Isle of Colour. And that night just happened to be the super foggiest night. It was so foggy and we were able to go out and get some good shots. Where yeah, where it's like yeah, so that that scene I I I also enjoyed it. Um two points. First thing is why is there so much uh like cornfield right why is it so 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 close yeah. to the house like it was just like directly at the house like that's so, so bizarre and then also um how how much stranger things took from et it's ridiculous i mean yeah, literally that, that scene is loads. taken taken out completely and put into stranger things i'm pretty sure yeah even all the bits with the bad guys being who they kind of are, all the bits with chasing them in vans and cars and the bikes. I mean, we knew so that. Many anyway, things we were still it, but it, it's just watching it again. It really, really does like just reiterate how much it took from it. It's insane. I, I, you know, I have to say, I have to say, Drew Barrymore. I don't know how old she was, but she did a really good job. Like she looked like she was I, like three. I actually, yeah, I really enjoyed all, a lot of the characters were really good. I think like they me and Mel were watching it, and we were both just commenting about how good they because like, it's pretty much the whole like the most of the entire film is shot from their perspective. It's like shot really close to the ground, so you get in just like their height, and most of the adults are just seeing like wastes of the teachers and authority figures and stuff, and like it's basically just it's his sister Stu Barrymore. It's Elliot and then his older brother. But they're all like really young and they all do an amazing job pulling it off. I think Elliot, especially for me, just like the emotion you get off this kid, he, he must have been what, nine, ten, something like that? Like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah I was really young. impressed. I think it really holds really up. I think the film wouldn't work if it had like a dud actor or whatever. If it had some like child actor, like someone like Daniel Radcliffe or whatever, you go back and watch the, the first few of those harry potter films and you're just like oh it's just so cringy whereas these just hold up it holds up so well but i agree yeah drew barrymore yeah. as well was really really good as a kid was there anything now that you've seen it like later on in life is there anything you didn't like anything that sort of kind of rubbed you the wrong way the Th- thing i don't like is all of it no, no, the main theme for et the main John Williams theme. I I love. There's there's <laughs> you are, there's mate, you right. Okay, shut so like the, the no 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 no. So the end of this soundtrack, um, like it's it's an eight minute piece that runs towards the credits. That is an amazing piece of music. It is head. The theme pops into your head when Star Wars is in your head. The theme pops into your head. He is just so good, and I can't believe that you just sat there and been like, "Well, there's a 15 minute piece of music." No, 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 no. no. I'm right? saying that no. people remember yeah. the E.T. Yeah. theme song as the flying song, which is not as good as Adventures just, on Earth, which saying, everyone overlooks yeah. because it's 15 yeah, minutes you're just long. Saying, like people, but it's so good. It goes to so many places, and it's just what it's such a better piece of music. Johnny, did, did, did you grow uh, up, to, did your mum get you the, the soundtrack as a kid and you just grew up listening to the E.T. soundtrack? <laughs> Adventures on Earth, I listened to that earlier this year and then I watched E.T. after it, after listening to that 15-minute piece of music. And I'm pretty so, sure. So that bit of music made me want hmm. to watch the film. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there like a band practice or something where like you, we were yeah, on our way to band it, practice yeah. and 
Yeah, and you were like, I've just heard this. This is incredible. And we all listened to it, and it was pretty great. I, there's a lot of, like, I don't, I don't, this is a weird sort of segue, but, like, there's a lot of moment, times where Johnny and I would be taking us to band practice because we used to practice in Sheffield. Um, and that's a long journey where Johnny would have, like, a specific piece of music that we would all listen to in silence, and they are some of the most fun car moments that I've that I've been lucky to have. There's one in particular that's, like, <laughs> the, one of the greatest so there's a there's a particular song on Dunkirk that's like to do with time and it's like like just when you're sat in the car and it's pitch black and you're driving through like I don't know the countryside and everyone's really quiet and there's the most intense music being played even if you're not driving that fast it's like intense it's good make sure you listen to it and and it feels like you're you're in it which is cool anyway um <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really have anything to complain about. Like I think like the pacing of the film it kind of felt a bit janky, but I didn't I really, quite ca- liked really care. I that know. they didn't feel the need to like make him have to hide E. T. for the whole film. Like I quite like the fact that mm. straight, like, he meets E. T. basically within the first like ten minutes or whatever. And then basically the first thing he does after he's spent a day with him is he he probably comes back from high school and he's just like you gotta come here. You gotta meet him, and then like straight away, like him and his brother, and then his sister, all, and you just like getting these reactions, and it's not like a, like I feel like I'm again, I feel like a modern day thing. It would be like, oh, watch out for all the hijinks when they get up to hiding ET around the house or in in the street or whatever. And this, it's just like, no, we're just gonna let people meet him, and it's fine. Like, apart from the mum towards the end, I suppose. But like, yeah, like I, I quite, I quite, I didn't mind that pacing, but I, I get what you mean if you think it's potentially a little bit slow or whatever but i think i do the one thing i re- like really uh, you've just made me think of it just then it's like you know the way like he's kind of like the middle child and at the start of the film like he's not really liked by his older brother or yeah. his sister sort of they, they don't really have like a relationship and it's nice that et kind of comes Pulls in together and like you know he, yeah it's really cool like because his he gets something really he's really excited like you've just said that like he's really yeah, excited yeah. to show his brother that he's just like there's an alien upstairs and it's really cool and then that's like the thing that sort of brings them together because then right at the end you know when like they're like working together and they're driving the car and they're like I don't know they're just like they've been best I friends forever when I was a kid not really understanding the whole like link between E.T. and Elliot too much because I was just too young for it so I remember being really <sighs> confused I remember like the se- sequences where he's at school and like they're watching the TV and he, and he gets <laughs> drunk, drunk and he kisses <laughs> the girl I mean, I was really young. I don't really. I, don't, I think I was just a bit confused about what was going on with that. So it's kind of. I mean, I, I think I've watched, probably watched it since then. But it was good to get a bit more like, oh right, okay, I understand now what's going on because I'm yeah, more intelligent in that. So, so I think think of all. I think listeners, what you need to know is that um, if you've not seen E.T. before, it's a good film and you should probably watch it. I mean, I, pfft, yeah, just, that's obvious. just the three of us saying it's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, yeah, thanks, Johnny's mum, for um, choosing ET. ET, the uh, extraterrestrial. Thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. Watch it was good. It's good. Now it's go good. listen to that 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 track from the soundtrack. But, yeah, listen to that, and then you know, forget John Williams's other stuff. Just listen to that. Listen to that. John Johnny knows. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Wahnsinn. 